0: Send help. Send help. Help.
1: Bang. And you're listening to Send Help, the podcast, episode 53. Uh, another, another episode this week. It's the pick show, baby. It's the pick show. Nick LaRosa with show, you. Nick baby. Roy. No Pat Puzo. He's at an undisclosed location. You will be hearing from him later on in the show. Nick, how we doing? Happy Friday. Oh,
2: man. I mean, what a week it's been. Uh, that game last night was pretty solid. Uh, really thought Atlanta was going to blow it, as they usually do. Yeah,
1: I had Carolina minus two and a half. Not, not, my, best, uh, not my best bet there. I was really thinking about taking them, too. And, uh, and
2: I just I ended up staying away because I saw so many people were on Atlanta, which kind of just shocked me. Which is why but, I went uh, to
1: Carolina. So many yeah. people on Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. It was a good game, though. I'm happy that there was a decent Thursday night game. I mean, those two teams are kind of both, eh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah. NFC South just got a lot easier for the Saints and the Bucks. Let's put it that way. With that Atlanta win.
2: Yeah, we'll see what could happen. I mean, didn't Atlanta? It was it was years ago. It was probably like eight years ago. But didn't they like start zero and eight and then like finish eight and eight?
1: Something like something, that. Some they crazy 0 and stat.
2: Seven and finished eight and eight or something. Yeah, weird. something crazy. But uh, we'll see what happens. But we got a lot of interesting games this weekend. A lot of interesting and, spreads, and, for sure.
1: Yeah, a lot of spreads, a lot of interesting games. And on top of it, me and you are tied right now for the lead at 22-18. and That's true. That is so this true. is a big week for us. I mean, one of us will more than likely take the lead back. And I yeah. think we talked about it before the show, but neither of us are very confident in the lines this week either. Yeah, so they're funky. It's one of those funky weeks that, you know, hope whoever comes out on top at the end of the funky week, you know, you'll always be happy about that. Um, yeah. So without further ado, I think it's time. It's uh, it's the pick time, baby. Nick, why don't you lead us off with your picks of the week? Let's get it. Time for Nick's
2: Nicky's picky picks. Nicholas's Pickalicious. Lots of joy. Come at me, bro.
1: You like that? Oh,
2: I like it. All bets are off. So we're gonna start it off in New Jersey. Mm. We're gonna go. Chiefs, minus 19 and a half. A crazy man, folks. We have a crazy man on the loose. The Jets finally covered their first spread last week, and they screwed me in the process. Started (laughs) 0-6, now 1-6. I'm taking the Chiefs here. I think they bounce back. I think this is a game that the Chiefs are just going to obliterate the Jets. And that's the end of it. I mean, Le'Veon Bell revenge game. The, 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 The spread is 20 for a reason, folks. I mean, a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot of points, but I'm willing to lay them down. Next pick, we're going with a little bit of a dog here. Raiders plus two and a half in Cleveland. You are a uh,
1: flip-flopper with the Browns, huh? You flip-flop on them every I week. know,
2: I do. Well, you know what it is? They screwed me last week. They really did. I got shafted. I mean, Cody Parkey just absolutely killed me. I mean, it was, it was perfect all game, and then the last touchdown, of course, he misses that extra
1: point. Screwing me out of the three and a half. Especially because you probably thought you were going to lose that game, too. And then the Browns go down and score. Yeah, and like, oh, well, I, yeah wow. I
2: knew it was going to be close because I kept seeing the scores going back and forth and back and forth. And I was like, all right, at least it was going back and forth. And every time the Browns scored, they were covering. So that was, you know, a, right. a good sign. And then Cody Parkey, double doink, well, forever will be his name. Uh, screws right. me. You're damn right. uh, Shanks one. And then we're going to go over to the West Coast. We got a little bit of a divisional matchup here. It's close. Um uh, it's pro- it's possibly a shady line. I'm I'm gonna instead of fading it, I'm buying into it this week. Seahawks minus three against the Niners. Like it. They're three coming off half. the loss. Three and a half, right? Oh that it was three and a half. That's the well, one game I didn't And MGM. We get we had the half a point, so that is correct. So Seahawks minus three and a half.
1: Don't I'm love still, it, but st- I'm still on it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm
2: still on it. I'm still on it. Uh, Seahawks coming off that tough loss to the Cardinals. What a great game we saw. Um, Niners, they're getting healthier. They still don't have most dirt. They're going to be relying on a combination of Jamichael Hasty, uh, <laughs> Jeff Wilson, and maybe Jarek <laughs> McKinnon. God Ooh. only knows what Kyle Shanahan's going to do. God only knows with that oh, running back man. core. Um, and uh, Jimmy G, yeah, he might throw it around a lot. But it's, it's weird. Every time I see, like, an NFC West game, I feel like it has an opportunity to be, like, one of those like 10-3 games where it's, like, really strange. It's just low scoring. Um, I, I must be thinking of the NFC West from a few years ago but because, obviously, it's a lot of offense going on in that division now. But we'll see what happens. I'm taking the Seahawks minus a 3.5. I think Russ isn't going to lose too straight, especially in the division, uh, that tough division. Next... I'm swinging over to the central, not the central, but I'm swinging over to, Let's see where they're playing. Uh, Wisconsin. I am taking the Packers and I'm taking them minus six and a half.
1: I thought about that one. I thought about, um,
2: it's, it's a very enticing pick. I think Minnesota could hang around, but the reason I'm really taking it is because it's six and a half and not seven. Right. Um, I would agree. It's, it's one of those games, like I was telling you earlier, Nick, that there's this, the week is really strange because we only have two games above uh, a seven-point spread. And that would be the uh, Eagles-Dallas game. That's minus nine. And then we also have the Kansas City game. Those are the only two games that are, you know, above seven points. This game is the closest uh, to the seven, but being under. So, I'm going to take the six and a half. Uh, I, I like it that it's not the seven. Uh, it avoids the push uh, and it avoids me taking them at seven and a half. And okay. I like the six and a half. I think the Vikings might hang around, but the Packers ultimately, I think, are still going to keep rolling. I think they just have Minnesota's number this year. Then, on to the over unders. Uh, I'm sticking with you said it earlier. I'm I, I it's Cleveland, Vegas, over 50 and a half. Uh, I think it's just got to be, I don't I don't know. I just have a hunch. That's really the only thing I can come up with here. <laughs> I just, uh, I, Cleveland uh, had a big offensive explosion last week despite losing Odell Beckham. And I just think that the Raiders are going to put up their points and we'll see how it goes from there. 50 and a half. I could easily see this being like a 28, 24 kind of game. Uh, and that's why I'm taking the over. And then my under final pick of the six under 49 and a half indianapolis versus
1: detroit i just want to say right now before we go those are both of my over and under picks that i have written. get out of here yep those are exactly my two picks wow we didn't even talk about that that is funky. I and i don't know i'm looking at the board now to see if i can make a change but i don't know because i already changed it to these things so <laughs> i i hate doing that but we might have the same picks if it happens, it happens. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it makes you, things more interesting, though. As soon as you said 49 and a half, I was like, God damn it. I was like, come
2: on, man. Those but are I'll hard. tell you why I picked it. Because yeah, the, spread, the spread is two and a half uh, in Indianapolis' favor. Um, it tells me that they think Detroit might be able to hang around, something like that. This could be a lower-scoring game because Indianapolis I think Detroit is has a chance
1: to win, by the way. I do think Detroit has a chance of winning it.
2: Yeah, it's it's it's. They're such a weird team every week. I, I the, the Lions, I try to avoid betting no matter what. But this just seems like it's Indianapolis at home. Even if there's some offense, I think they can manage to keep it under the forty-nine and a half. Uh, and we'll see what happens with that. But just to recap: Chiefs minus nineteen and a half at the Jets. Raiders plus two and a half at the Browns. Seahawks minus three and a half against the Niners. Packers minus six and a half against the Vikings. Over 50-and-a-half, Cleveland-Vegas. Under 49-and-a-half, Indianapolis-Detroit. Nick Roy, your picks.
1: All right. Well, that's super funny because I think me and you have three similar picks. And honestly, I'm looking at the board, and I don't like any of the uh, uh, over-unders. Yeah, there's not a lot of variety. Kind of like titans Bengals, but 52-and-a-half. I'd much rather get it at 50-and-a-half, like with the Raiders game. Um, But I'll start with my my first pick of the week. Um, I'm going into Miami. I'm gonna take the Rams minus three and a half at Miami. Reason Tua's first game. Not not super uh, keen on picking a team like the Dolphins. Uh, if they had Fitzpatrick, I might take them. But uh, with 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 Tua starting his first game, yes, I think it'll be interesting. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not gonna be sold on a rookie quarterback against a five and two Rams team that you know defense has looked really good lately and. The Rams, in general, have just looked good this year, and I'm still, I'm still kind of surprised that they're five and two, how they're, they're just creeping in that division, creeping in the NFC West, absolutely creeping. NFC West is disgusting. The whole, the whole league is gr- gross. I, I don't want to face any of those teams if I'm in any of the NFC conferences, honestly. Um, NFC divisions. I mean, every team in the West could feasibly win the division right now, uh, especially if the 49ers get a little bit healthy. Um, but I'm going to take the Rams at minus three and a half. Uh, second game I'm going to go to is in Cincinnati. I'm going to take the Titans minus five and a half against the Bengals. Titans coming off a loss last week against the Steelers, a uh, really close loss. Honestly, could have went to overtime again, um, but you know what? I, I think the Titans ride the ship and I think they, you know, I think they run the ball a lot with Derrick Henry and I think they win this game uh, by definitely more than six. And I, and I'm happy it's five and a half, like you said, and not like seven or something like that. Cause I thought it would be closer to, to a full, to a full touchdown, but, I'll take it at five and a half. That's really not a bad bet in my, my eyes. So I'll take the Titans minus five and a half. Then I'm going to exactly what you had again. I, I, I feel like we're reading each other's mind a little bit and I, maybe it's because we're nervous. We don't want to lose the lead, but I'm going Seahawks minus three and a half as well. Um, I, I, literally my main reason for it is what you said. Russell Wilson more than likely not losing two games in a row. Now I don't love it, it at vision. three and a half. Right, and I don't love it at three and a half. Now, I, honestly, I'll say this. When I make the bet on Sunday, which I know I will, I'll probably take it at two and a half because three and a half to me is it's just a funky number, like it happened to you last week with the Browns. It's yep. too funky, but you know what? For the sake of the show, I'll take it at three and a half. Um, I also really liked Seattle minus one and a half in the first half, but I mean, we'll, I mean that's a bet for a different day. Um, then I got, so that's my first three. Now I got the Steelers plus four and a half at the Ravens. Now, I, I, this, this pick to me, it's wild to me that the Steelers are going to be a four and a half point dog. And I know it's on the road, but there are no fans. That is so wild to me. So to me, that's probably my best value pick of the week because what other like, undefeated team is going to get four and a half? That's like the Chiefs when they were uh, four and a half against the Ravens. Come on, man. That's not cool. I also picked the Steelers to win the AFC North. And I think if they're going to do it, they need to win this particular game. And you might say well Nick it's only week, week week 8 they don't need to win yes they do. They can yeah. get a two game lead on them with a with a non no chance of having uh the Baltimore Ravens have the tiebreaker because they'll be split at the worst if they win this week. Big game, huge game for for Pittsburgh. I think they show up and I think they cover at least four and a half and I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game outright honestly. Pittsburgh has been that dominating this year and and you know what? Every week I say, well, they haven't played enough teams. This is their week, man, to play somebody big. They beat the Titans last week undefeated. Now it's their chance again to beat, you know, the, the AFC North champion, Baltimore Ravens MVP Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm really happy that it's at one o'clock. It's probably the best one o'clock game of the week. So I'm pretty excited about it. But Steelers plus four and a half. And then we, we talked about the over under already. But we're going to have the same ones because I'm looking at it. I'm looking, I'm going to look for the uh, different under. But my over was 50 and a half Browns Raiders. I, I've taken the Browns and overs a lot this year, and it's worked a lot. Um, and and it's not because of anything, but it's, it's whenever they play a competent offense, So when they play the Bengals, you kind of know Joe Burrow's got it going on right now. So, uh, you know, it's someone that I trust to yeah. score points. I'm not going to lie. I trust the Raiders to score at least 20, 25 points. I think I think the Raiders are actually a good team. They've just run into some some really good teams uh it, it's tough being in the afc west you know what i mean their losses are to the pats the bills the bucks those aren't and they've beaten the chiefs and and they've beaten the saints so like yeah you know what i mean i think the raiders are not that bad of a team um the other reason i'm going the over here is the raiders every game they've played this year has been over 50 and a half wow. every single one um to me that's wild right that's a that's a pretty wild statement to say solid trends every game for the raiders is over 50 and a half now the Browns, obviously, it's not everything over 50 and a half. But every game that wasn't the Ravens or the Steelers games, 38 yeah. to 6, 38 to 7, every yeah. game that wasn't that has gone over 50 and a half. So you can see why I'm taking 50 and a half. That was my reasoning. And then when you said it, it made me laugh because I was like, wow, did Nick see the same thing I saw? But you didn't, but same thing. Like, we're just, yeah. uh, I'm going to have to take it with you, unfortunately. Um, and then my under let – me, let me look at it because – I'm going to see if I can find one. The funniest under of the week, by the way, 40.5 Bills, Pats. No way. Oh, my gosh. I was looking at that. And and to be honest
2: with you, I I, I was tempted to take it just so I could say, like, look, I took an under that was at 40.5 and
1: and it hit. Another funny under, yeah. There's another funny under, which is the Cowboys-Eagles at 42.5. That's very low.
2: Yeah, it seems low, especially considering the spread is 9. You know, that's a very – tough right? thing to accomplish That's a crazy, yeah. that
1: to me that's wild i would never take the spread and the under yeah in that game. I, i'm I, honestly i think it would have to, to be myself, something like 20 to 10. right i think honestly myself when i bet that sunday night game i'll probably just take i'll tease the over yep. to 40 and take the over 40 because this is that's it, minus nine weird and then 42 and a half weird i don't like either of those things yeah um so I'm just going to cruise through the unders and see if I can find something that I like. I do like Steelers-Ravens 46.5, but I'm not going to take that. It's a little too risky. Honestly, Nick, I think I'm just going to stay with it and keep keep the, keep the Lions. Do it. Uh, I, I know we try to avoid uh, picking. We try the to avoid game. it, but you know
2: what? We didn't talk about this prior to the show. It was just coincidental.
1: Right. and I, I actually think, think going to find it funny as hell. I think that's even funnier, too, because we're tied. So now we have three games that will keep us tied. And the other – so the big games that will decide for us is going to be the Rams, the Titans, and the Steelers for me because we both have the Seahawks, and we both have the over yeah. and under. So that that will be interesting. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take under 49 and a half Colts-Lions. Uh, same thing that Nick was saying, man. The Colts, their offense is not – it's not – I wouldn't call it anemic, but they're, they're not – They don't move the ball. Like, it's weird. They remind me of the Bears in that way. Like, they move the ball and they score. But how much and how often? I don't know. Um, Part of me wants to take the over in that game, but I can't, obviously. The Lions scare me. I know they can score points. But their game last week against um, Atlanta makes me think that they might not score as many points. You know what Mm I'm saying? Uh, The Lions, uh, they're just weird. In their three wins, they've all gone under uh, 49 and a half. Actually, no. One of them went over 49 and a half. One was 50 with the Jags, 34, 16. But yeah, man, I, I just have to stick with that. I think I don't, I don't really, I'm looking on the board. I really don't see anything else that I particularly like. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with that. So my six picks to recap, we got the Rams minus three and a half on the road at Miami. We got the Titans minus five and a half on the, on the road at Cincinnati Seahawks minus three and a half at home versus the 49ers Steelers plus four and a half on the road at Pittsburgh over 50 and a half Browns Raiders Browns every win has gone over 50 and a half Raiders every game has gone over 50 and a half um, under 49 and a half Colts Lions just just don't see either of these teams really pounding the other I think it'll be a grinded out type of game Colts Lions the Lions two and a half I thought about taking the Lions on the money line I still might do it I like the Lions a lot on the money line this year they've won me two games on the money line. And both of them were at barn burners. And one of them was insane, like last week. So, um, But, yeah, those are my six picks. So, me and Nick have three similar picks. Um, And like we said, Pat Puzo is in an undisclosed location right now. Um, (laughs) Florida. He's uh, down there right now. But he actually did us the favor of picking his game before he left and left us a little something. So, without further ado, we're going to head over to Pat Puzo for Pat's picks. It's time for Pat's.
0: 610. 610. NFL Picks. Ah, yes, it is time for my week eight NFL Picks coming to you live from a remote and undisclosed location. We'll not give away my whereabouts uh, for safety purposes, but. Speaking of safe, I think uh, some of these picks are going to be pretty safe. I'm not going to get into it too much. I want you guys to actually uh, anal- analyze and you know discuss my selections amongst yourselves. I want to bore the listeners too much. And let's be honest, I got to get back to my vacation. So I can't waste too much time here. So I'm going to start with the first selection. It's actually the first game of the week slate. Uh, And actually, I'm picking this game prior to kickoff. It's uh, currently a Wednesday evening. If you don't believe me, well, too bad. I did not cheat and pick this game after the fact because if I lose, well, you'll know right now. It's my first pick of the week. It's going to be the Panthers. Uh, This game actually changed since I looked at it about an hour ago. It's now at minus two. I'm going to take the Panthers, home favorite. They've actually looked pretty good they won three in a row i've lost the last two now against the bears and the saints not terrible losses but yeah i like them at home to cover the two points against the falcons my next selection on the docket is going to be tennessee at cincinnati Bengals are a six point underdog at home gonna take cincinnati not to get too much into it but the titans are now two and four against the spread this season cincinnati hung tight against Cleveland. Let's be honest, they probably should have won last week. So I'm going to take Joe Burrow and the Bengals to cover the six points. It's a little bit too high for a good Tennessee team, but a team that doesn't blow people away. Next selection on the list, uh, this one, if it was a little under, I'd probably stay off it, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Pittsburgh at Baltimore, probably the game of the week. Steelers are now, ah, this is crazy, 6-0 and team, possibly the best team in football. This is now the second straight week. Of they are a road dog, which is you know understandable, Tennessee and Baltimore. But a four-point dog? I don't know about that. So I'm going to take the Steelers at the four, give them the plus four, and I, I guess we'll do the whole half a point of to that too, and a half, but I'll look for them to cover and lose by whatever, I don't know, field goal, maybe less, maybe even win, who knows. And then my last game against the spread is going to be the – Four cl- Is there no night game next weekend? I guess I don't know why for some reason it's not on the slate here. I don't know why Dallas and Philadelphia. I guess that game is just so meaningless that it's not even on. Can't even pick it. Anyway, I guess the last one for me is going to be Fran at Seattle. Seattle is a three-point favorite at home. I'll add the half a point, and I'll take Seattle at home, coming off of a, a pretty bad loss last week. Well not bad loss, but heartbreaking loss. They return back to Seattle, so I'm going to take them at at home to cover the three and a half, uh, if you will. So that'll be my four selections against the spread. I'm going giving you Atlanta at Carolina, like the Panthers at minus two. Well, I guess we'll make it two and a half. I think it was actually two and a half earlier, but make it two and a half for the official pick. The Titans at the Bengals. I'll give you the Bengals at plus six, and I'll I, I suppose I'll, I'll add the half point to that too. My, my mistake. So six and a half, which is even better the Bengals, and then i'll give you pittsburgh at baltimore again another whole number so i'll make it four and a half pittsburgh and then i will take seattle minus three and a half at home and my over unders my over is going to be so i'm actually going monday night for the over and it's the matchup between the bucks and the giants uh, Brady uh, going up against the Giants again. I guess that's the only interesting storyline because on paper, this is not a good matchup at all. Giants offense has not been great this season, although Sterling Shepard returned last week and it gave them another dimension offensively against the Eagles. So I, I think they might be, you know, finding somewhat of a groove and, you know, they're home. We'll, we'll see if that plays any role. And the Bucks have been uh, hitting their stride with Brady and company. I mean, Tom, through five touchdowns last week, uh, none to Mike Evans, who's going to be his primary target this week because Chris Godwin's missing now his fifth game of the season, which could scare you off of the over. However, if you look at the games Godwin has missed, he missed the Carolina game earlier in the season, and the Bucks ended up scoring 31 points, in that one the total was 50. He also missed the Charger game, which is pretty crazy back and forth a few weeks ago. Bucks ended up winning 30 to 31, so that went well over. The only game Godwin has missed in which the Bucks have not uh, gone over is the Chicago game. And that was in week five, and the Bucs ended up losing 20-19. to 19. So I, I look for Tampa to, I think, sustain their offensive prowess of late. Brady's in his stride, and I think that one's going to go over. The total's 45-and-a-half, and, a half, and I, uh, I love the over. And now my under is going to be, actually double-dipping here, going to go Carolina-Atlanta again. Um, if you look at that matchup from a few weeks ago, Carolina ended up winning 23-16, to 16, so a pretty low-scoring affair. That one was in Atlanta, and the Falcons' defense has played a little better over the last couple weeks. Uh, the Vikings, a couple weeks ago, they only ended up giving up 23 points, and that was, you know, kind of late in the game. They're already up big. And then last week, they lost, heartbreaking fashion, 23-22. to 22. They held Detroit to under 20 points for, you know, the whole game, and it was really even less than that. It was until the fourth quarter, Detroit ended up scoring 10 points. So, I'm going to take the under there, and that total in that game is 55.5. So, those are my two over-unders, and I like... Uh, Tampa at the Giants over 45.5, and And then Carolina-Atlanta under 50.5. And And I know this is uh, Pat's six-pack, but why end there? Why why stop it there? I'm going to give you a couple bonus picks, too, while I'm at it. Uh, Double-dipping in this game as well. Last week, I did not pick the Jets, which actually worked in my favor because they ended up covering for the first time this season. However, this week, uh, (laughs) the biggest spread we've seen to date this year, and as it should be, at Kansas City, spread is 19 and a half. I think you could figure out who the favorite is in that one. The over-under is 48 and a half. So this is like a college game almost, kind of similar to Clemson. And it's kind of fitting I'm sure we'll talk about this more next week, but Clemson, the Jets, they're somewhat in the same conversation right now for not great reasons if you're a Jet fan. Anyway, uh, bonus pick here, I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. Mine is 19 and a half. I know the Jets covered last week at home against the Bills, but the Bills – as we've seen the last few weeks, not not the greatest offense anymore. So, yeah, Kansas City, I don't know how they're going to get stopped in this game. Really don't. And also, with the over-under 48.5, if they go over that, Kansas City's going to have to win probably like 39, 40-10, which they could very well do. So I'm going to give you the Chiefs at minus 19.5. And, and you know what? Just for the hell of it, I will take the under in that game. I'm going to take the under. So that'll be one bonus pick. And then we're going to go to the college ranks for – uh, maybe one, maybe two additional bonus picks. First bonus pick from the college ranks, UCF at Houston. Houston is a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. UCF, uh, they've kind of been the cream of the crop for, you know, a good portion of the last four or five seasons in the American. Not this year, though. They already have two losses, and I think this is now their third. Uh, Houston at home, they're, you know, they're they're, they're – decent team uh, the over under in this one by the way 82 and a half which it might hit I'm not entirely sure but there's no defense in that conference um, I'm gonna give you Houston don't worry about the over under so two and a half take the Cougs. and then my second pick from the college ranks Nick Roy you're gonna love this one Notre Dame at Georgia Tech they're 19 and a half point favorites on the road they they finally figured things out offensively last week. And I look for them to cover this week. Uh, Georgia Tech, not, not, not a great team by any stretch of the imagination. If you remember a couple weeks ago at home against Clemson, they lost 73-7. So, yeah, that's not going to happen this week, I don't think. But 19 and a half, the Fighting Irish are going to fight on, remain defeated, and, you know, solidify a, a top five ranking, which was someone in question by a couple of us on the show. And maybe some fantasy advice, too, while I'm at it, because you're not going to hear my voice uh, in, in real time this weekend. So I already mentioned a couple of these guys. So I think it's kind of short and sweet. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, as I said, is out. Evans this year, while Godwin is in the lineup, has not fared well whatsoever. In the four games that Godwin has played in, which is Week 1, Week 3, Week 6, and Week 7, Mike Evans has a total, not a combined or an average, a total of six catches. Six catches, which is just horrendous. Now, funny enough, in the first two of those games, three of those catches, where all three of those catches, went for touchdowns. So he is still productive, but not getting the same kind of looks. However, in the three games that Godwin has missed, two of them, he's gotten seven catches, over 100 yards, touchdown on eights, and at least eight targets. So Mike Evans, in Godwin's absence, is going to have a huge night for the Bucks. And then my other fantasy advice for you. If you're looking for a quarterback potentially to spell, I don't know, maybe you got Sean Watson who's on a bye, or if you're still looking for a replacement for Dak injury wise, Teddy Bridgewater against the Falcons. I know I picked the under in that game. However, the Falcons defense this year is still Pretty porous, even though they've looked a little bit better, specifically against the past. Uh, they're allowing the second highest quarterback fantasy points per game. Teddy B against the Falcons in week five went for 313 in two touchdowns. That was one of only two games this year where he's had over 300 yards, and one of three games where he's had at least two touchdowns. So I look for him at home against a, a porous Falcons secondary to have a nice game. Uh, he's only had two 20 point outings this season. He could be in line for his third. In week eight, so that'll be it for my picks. Uh, listen back to them, critique them if you want. I don't really care. Nick Roy, do not pull Justin Turner. Please stay isolated. Know you got the cocoa. Get well soon. Hopefully you'll be back out and at it and at work. And you know we'll see if they even open up again. I don't know. Good job you. And then Nick LaRosa. And I don't know, just don't lose too much money this weekend. I don't have to say, guys. Don't fuck up the show. Keep it going. Have a nice pick episode. Fans at home, if you're listening to this and listen to the my two constituents. You know, win some money, win big, take our advice, or don't. Hopefully the giveaway goes well. I guess that'll be announced on Saturday as well. So congrats to whoever wins the $50. And if you don't, well, better luck next time. That is it for me. Uh, I guess, as always, send help. And I'll you All
1: right, Pat. Well, that was kind of mean. Um, He told me and you not to hurt each other or anything like that, but whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't listen to it yet. I was going to wait until I edited
2: to to get a little surprise.
1: Yeah, you'll hear it. He's kind of a oh, goody. He's a funny guy. He thinks he's funny. Hope he's having a good time in Florida. Hope he's enjoying himself, catching some sun, getting some uh, some red on his face because you know not catching the cocoa. Yeah, don't get the cocoa, dude. The cocoa's no fun. No one likes. He was online at Universal this morning. Would you believe that? That's right. Asking for it. What a jackass. Um, (laughs) My favorite thing, uh, Nick of the week. I wanna I wanna just touch on some fantasy stuff real quick because I've seen some trends and I like them. So this week I picked up. Giovanni Bernard. Nice. Now, I picked him up on Tuesday hoping that Joe Mixon would not play. Joe Mixon did not practice again today. So if you're a fantasy owner that needs running backs like me, I would look at a guy like Giovanni Bernard, see if he's still available in your league. He might not be because uh, people are hawking. But I, I do think that's a good, a good pickup if you need a running back. Another running back uh, that could possibly have a big game. It really depends. And, I, and I'm playing somebody that has Aaron Jones this week, right? Aaron Jones has not practiced this week either with his calf. And I think the Packers have a bye week next week. I'm not for certain, but I, I, I'm i pretty sure. Um, I'm going to go look that up because the reason I would pick up Jamal Williams is because if he does not play Aaron Jones, they are going to feed Jamal Williams against the Vikings. Vikings run defense has not been great this year. It has been less than stellar. Uh, the Packers do not have a bye week oh, next they had week. they have a bye week five. Right. They don't have a bye week next week, but you know what they do have? They have a game on Thursday night. So, uh, they have the following Thursday night game. So, I'd actually be shocked if they played Aaron Jones more than 10, 15 snaps. If, um, he's because, doubtful right now. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you because I
2: actually have Jamal Williams. I just acquired him this week in a three-for-three in a, so like, three trade. And I'm playing him because I, have, I acquired David Johnson also in the trade, and he's on a bye. So I needed to get some, some sort of RB2 for this week. And I couldn't trust Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Jamal Williams was the guy that I ended up uh, including in that deal. So I have him as my RB2 this week. Aaron Jones looking doubtful. It's looking good for uh, Jamal Williams, who
1: will be a top 10 plug-in play option. Uh,
2: yeah, for, Aaron for, Jones for me right out. now,
1: I got Singletary and Giovanni Bernard because I have Miles Sanders, who's probably coming back next week. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I think they have a bye week, so maybe after the bye week. No, they got, they got Dallas. Wait, no, 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 yeah, they got a bye week, then they got the Giants again. So, I mean, whatever. Uh, and then I got Chubb still on the IR, who will come, after, come back probably after his bye week, which will be week Same. 10. So I got both my running backs more than likely coming back week 10 for the stretch run, which will be very important for me in, in the playoff picture. I'm 4-3 and three right now in my, my, this league, and my running backs are my problem. I got Thielen, Keenan Allen, Hayden Hurst, starting Travis Fulgham at my flex instead of Cooper Cup, because Cooper Cup has just absolutely made me sad this year. He was who I traded. Right. He has I not made doing me happy, it, but I had to do it. He's not made me happy this year. But I'm looking for value, right, later in the season at running back because I don't have much depth anymore. Um, and, and a guy like Giovanni Bernard and a guy like Jamal Williams, and especially because my opponent has Aaron Jones, that's one of the main reasons I took him. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I saw the Aaron Jones news. He's still projected at 20.9, but he is doubtful, which is hilarious. Yeah. But if Aaron Jones doesn't play, my opponent this week doesn't have another running back on his roster to sub in. He doesn't have one because he has Eckler out and he has, um, yeah. and he has J.D. McKissick who's on a bye. On a bye. So wow. I picked up the guy that he could have handcuffed with, and I'm very <laughs> happy that I did that early because now I might actually just start Jamal Williams and Giovanni Bernard instead of Devin Singletary because Devin Singletary has been also up and down for me this year. It's yeah, super absolutely. interesting. that I, I just thought that those two teams that kind of use their running back a lot are going to be without them this week more than likely. So if you can pick up their backups, I know it's Friday, but if you, you know if you pick up their backups, man, you could have a good week. I think Giovanni Bernard will have a big week. I think he'll have like five or six receptions, type of week from him, and it'll be very. I mean, last week he had thirteen. Carry 37 yards, five receptions, 59 yards, and a touchdown. If you know yeah. if he does that, he gets me 20 points. It's a great pickup off the waiver wire, so yeah. Um, and a
2: lot of people are not afraid of Tennessee's defense anymore as they were maybe at the end of last year, beginning of this year, right? Uh, they, they, they're getting into these high scoring games where they you know their defense isn't as good as it was, uh, and that's why Giovanni Bernard
1: has, definitely has an opportunity to excel this week. It's going to be a fun week, man. I, I don't know if I should start Fulgham or not because I have um, – I am it, starting him. I have Ray Gore on my team uh, who's on my IR, and Ray Gore is back this week. Ooh. So I, can't I still think
2: Wentz goes. loves Fulgham so much.
1: No, me too. But I, it's either – my flex is either going to be Cooper Cup or Fulgham or, or, or like a guy like Jamal Williams. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really decide. I, I'm, if Jamal Williams is 100% the starter for Green Bay, I think I'm going to start him. Yeah, at at the flex and just take my chances with three running backs, even though it's Devin Singletary, Fulgham. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and the and worst case, I, you know, to I also got to check in on Robert Woods because if Robert Woods is going to be hurt again this week, then I might just start Cup. But last week Woods really didn't get a lot of balls, and the number one receiver was Josh Reynolds, so it was kind of weird to me.
2: Yeah, so. I've been talking. I've been talking with my my fantasy co-owner, and we've been, just been saying the Rams are just spreading the ball an insane amount. I mean, think about what that team was two years ago when they had uh, Robert Woods, Cooper cup, Todd Gurley. And those were like the three guys. That was it. Uh, And then they, they added Brandon cooks who kind of, you know, didn't really mesh with that team. Obviously he's not on the team anymore, but McVay is just getting crazy. He's obviously, he has a three headed monster in the backfield when they're all healthy. Um, And he's just using all these different receivers. You know, you'll see Higby has a three-touchdown week earlier this year in week two against Philadelphia. And then Gerald Everett will have a nice game. Josh Reynolds will have a nice game. You know, Cooper Cup had a nice game against the Giants. But to be honest, that was lucky uh, that he had this long touchdown to get his points that week. It's been very frustrating if you're a Rams player owner because the ball's just getting spread around an insane amount.
1: Now, another uh, fun thing to look at is if you have Mike Davis, this is probably your last week of Mike Davis. Um, McCaffrey was practicing this week. Didn't play on Thursday night, obviously. But he's going to be back. So there's there's some guys coming back. And like I mentioned, Sanders and Chubb are both more than likely coming back week 10. So this is a week to get your depth and a, a week to pull out a win, you know, out of nowhere. Um, that's kind of what you're hoping for in these kind of weeks. You know, these are the weeks where you just kind of got to grind through it. You know, you got to grind through it as, as best you can. That's where the depth comes into play. You know, sure. with all the bye weeks, you just needed to, you need to power through. And I have one more question for you on fantasy. Now, I, I don't know who to start here. I really don't. I got Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson going against Pittsburgh, projected 20.6. Joe Burrow against Tennessee, projected 20.2. This is in my other league. I am three and four. This is a very big game for me. I need to yeah. win. Um, so
2: here's the stat I would look at potentially. So I would look at how many rushing yards the Pittsburgh Steelers are giving up to quarterbacks. Um, because obviously I can't imagine played, it's too many. Yeah. So that's, that's where I think maybe the decision comes into play. You might have to go with Burrow. It might be a sneaky play, but he's been playing really well. He's had over 300 yards in like five of the last six games, something crazy like that. And, um, that, if if I had to pick Tennessee a game that's going to be defense. scoring more, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I think it's going to be that one. You know, the total is def is a is a, with the total for was forty six and a half for uh, Baltimore Pittsburgh, right? Right. I think it was forty six and a half, and then you have fifty two and a half for Tennessee uh, Cincinnati. I, I guess you just got to go with a game that's going to be expected for more points.
1: I think that's that game. I think I'm going to look back on last year and see how they did against Lamar. Now this is just the defense. This is not the also, also another big factor. You
2: saw what Joe Burrow was doing with Giovanni Bernard. That's huge because yeah, he, Joe Mixon's more of a rusher than, you know, a passing back. I mean, yeah, he'll catch his balls here and there, but Giovanni Bernard is specifically more of a receiving back. And that definitely helps Joe Joe Burrow's value for this week.
1: Last time uh, that Lamar played the Steelers was last year early in the season. But Lamar, 19 of 28, 161, a touchdown, three picks. Ooh. 70 rushing yards. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think yeah. I'm going to have to go with Burrow. And I know yeah. you might say, well, it's Lamar. But, dude, like, you know, Lamar has a good week. He has a good week. But I think I got to go with Burrow for the sole fact that I, Lamar, against really good defenses – Having to pass, you can't – I know – I hate saying it, but you just really can't trust him yet. You can't. Yeah. I know he's the MVP, but he, against a, a, a superior defense – Yeah. Um, and Lamar
2: just has these games like that where he throws for under 200 yards. You know, that's that's annoying if you're a fantasy owner. And, yeah, he brings the value with his rush, but if he can't rush the ball, then, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not signing up for a QB that's going to get me one touchdown 180 yards you know, and maybe throw a pick or two in there against a top defense in the league. It's it's, it's a tough situation for right. Mark to get into.
1: Especially if they have a lead, they're going to run the ball, too. So he's not going to – But uh, some other quick news before we wrap it up here. Broncos suspended practice. Uh, they had an offensive lineman test positive for COVID. And the Vikings have had a linebacker test positive for COVID. Um, So don't know the the details as much yet, but – you hope to see
2: both of yeah, Do you find it weird play. that they just give out, like, a position? They don't even say who it is? Is that supposed to be confidential
1: of some sort? It is kind really, of supposed to be. Really like, weird. I know for, for myself, right, at work, people, like, they weren't allowed to tell people. They said, hey, someone in the staff has tested positive for coronavirus. It wasn't Nick tested positive for coronavirus. Yeah. Now, in my opinion, I told people this, and I said, I want people to know it was me because if you were around me, yeah i want you to know that i don't want you to be like well i don't know who it was so i probably yeah. should go." so you know what i'm saying like my one friend knew he didn't have to go get tested because he hasn't been around me since before i supposedly had caught it you know what i'm yeah. saying um but yeah i mean it's definitely weird but i understand why i think it has to do with you know something to do with health laws and yeah stuff like that but i'm not i can't stuff above pay our pay grade for this podcast 100 up, percent up above the pay grade um <laughs> I'm pretty excited, bro, for this week. I really hope Jamal Williams is the starter. Uh, I really do. Me too. I really hope Giovanni Bernard gets me 30. And I really hope me and you win our three bets that are together. And then I hope the other bets, you lose all of them. That's what I hope. (laughs) You know what I mean? I hope you don't win the other three and lose these three. Um... But it should be interesting. I mean, you really only have three head-to-head games this week. So, at worst, one of us is only going to be up three, down three, up one, up one. That's really – that's all it could be. Keeping it close. And it's it's by coincidence. It really wasn't planned. So, I, I
2: think it's going to be very interesting this week.
1: We also big, cannot be tied game. after this week. I guess we could be if we both went 6-0, and oh, right? That's the only way. Yeah. Or 5 Yeah, because then the
2: three – the three yeah.
1: – yeah. Well, like, no matter what, I mean, if we if we – we're going to split like three games. We're going to, it's already, it's really just three games. So it's really, whoever wins if we both win three if we both go two and one or we both go one and two then yeah we'll be all right but i mean another
2: sneaky opportunity for pat to get back in the standings if because if we lose those three that we chose the same
1: i think Pat. could jump back in i am not for certain but i think pat took carolina minus two and a half so i think he's already down oh gosh i think he's already down one i'm not sure such a pat pick right to make the thursday night i
2: really thought he was gonna take atlanta too because he loves atlanta i know he took the monday night
1: game too i know he took the monday night game so oh he my took God! The really?
2: Yeah. A lot of stipulations there. He had the Bucks minus twelve. That could change a lot.
1: Right. I, I've told him. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll adjust his lines accordingly. But yeah, crazy picks. But yeah, man, another another pick showdown. That does it for us. Another weekend of football, man. I am pumped. One more bonus pick for me. Notre Dame. Don't even know the line. Take it. Irish are back. <laughs> they are back. They absolutely pounded pittsburgh last week which i did not expect and they played georgia tech this week uh, let me just check the line real quick minus 20 oh don't take that how about you take um you tease it and you take it at like you know 12 and a half boom free money free money and take the under 57 and a half take the under 100
2: uh whatever Le'Veon bell over anything Le'Veon bell over revenge game this week baby oh yeah
1: oh my god he's got five touchdowns that's a great bet 100%. Yeah. I'm, in. I'm e- in on that. Either
2: that or it's going to be garbage time, and he's going to be just putting up – he's just going to can propel himself. Love okay. you, Bell.
1: Over. Whatever. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. We'll be back Monday for the recap. Uh, look on Twitter tomorrow or today. I guess it will be Saturday when this comes out. The winner of the $50 will be announced Let's go. tomorrow. So uh, keep retweeting. Keep following. You have a chance to win $50 for free. 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 Free money don't know who wouldn't like free money um nick anything else to say before we wrap it up uh send us help with these picks this weekend and uh best of luck with everybody's bets yeah stay safe wear your mask and uh we'll see you next week see ya
0: latest updates on the show follow us on twitter at send help underscore the pod you can listen to us live every week on spotify and apple podcasts just search send help semicolon the podcast that's sendhelp semicolon you know the thing with two dots the podcast